Wake up. It's the morning motivation with Brittany Daniel. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Hello, guys. Welcome to the morning motivation. I'm your host, Brittany Daniel. I hope that you guys are doing well today. I pray that everything is going good in your hood. Okay. It is November 4th, 2022. We are almost in 2023. Almost said 2023. If this is your first time watching, go ahead and load up in the comments where you are watching from. I would love to know. Uh, if you cannot watch live, you can always watch on YouTube, Twitch, Facebook, and stream on Spotify, Apple Music, and Google Podcasts. But I hope you guys are having a wonderful morning. Um, we're gonna get into the we're gonna get into the topic today of having a spirit of excellence. So this is the last this is the last segment of our foundation series. We've been talking all week on establishing a really solid. Christian foundation for yourself or relationship with God for yourself. And we talked about how you connect with God, all of those things. If you missed it, go ahead and watch back from episode 200 on to now. And today we're going to talk about a spirit of excellence. Yesterday we talked about being honest with our feelings, right? To know that if something isn't right, if you're not feeling it, if you are not in the best spirit to identify it, now we're going to do a deeper dive into what we do about it when we're not feeling that great or how we should occupy our spaces, our communities, our workplaces, and things like that with a spirit of excellence. So before we do that, let's go ahead and do our morning prayer and then go ahead in the shout out. So if this is your first time watching or if you want a shout out, go ahead and in the live stream, hit the, you know, do your thing in the shout out. But dear Heavenly Father, thank you for waking us up again for another day. Thank you. Thank you for allowing us to fellowship through the internet. I pray that everything that is said is from you and speak through me, Lord. And I pray that anybody listening, watching now or later, just feel something and you turn them inside out and allow them to, to know that you are God and that you have a plan for our lives and that you have designed and, and, and occupied this space right now in Jesus' name to just bring us abundance, clarity, wisdom, knowledge, discernment, all of the above. In your darling son, Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Amen. Good morning, Shirley. Happy Friday. Good morning, such a lady. Happy Friday. It is Friday. Did I say that? It doesn't feel like Friday. All the days just feel all jumbled and mumbled together. <laughs> Good morning, Nana. Good morning, Cookie Monster. Good morning, Bex. Uh, good morning, Queen. Good morning, Turquoise. Good morning, Felicia. Good morning, Melon and Honey. Happy Friday. Good morning, Brandy. Happy Friday. Happy Friday to you all. Good morning, Destiny. She said, Thank God it's Friday. Good morning, Simone. Happy Friday. Good morning, Elle. Glorious Rising. Happy Housewife. Good morning, Liz. Good morning, Talia. And good morning, Melindy. How are you? Hey, Melindy girl. Y'all, Melindy and Shamber, they're rock stars. Melindy is who puts the, the pieces on you, uh, excuse me, the clips on social media. So thank you so much, Melindy. I truly appreciate it. Y'all shout her out. Um, yeah, so let's get into a spirit of excellence, right? Now, this is something I have to work on constantly, and it's easy for me to do spirit, having a spirit of excellence like in a church, you know, or having a spirit of excellence um, in my day-to-day -day life. And what, did that, what does that mean? That part is easy for me, right? Well, before I talk about what that means, but what's hard for me sometimes is having a spirit of excellence when I get bad service or have a spirit of excellence 
when I'm at work and I feel like my boss just really ain't rocking with your girl. You feel me? Like when you peep stuff, right? <laughs> or if somebody talks about you or you can feel that in the presence of certain people that you're not wanted. It's very hard to have a spirit of excellence when you are put in certain positions or when you can peep stuff. You ever walked into a space and there was a circle of people and somebody was talking about you, somebody that you at one point respected or that you you thought, you know, just would be better or had your best interest at heart. It's hard to have a spirit of excellence in in those instances, right? And you're like, wait a minute, was that person talking about me? Like, did that? You know, especially when you've never done anything to them, when you've tried to do your best and be square. You know what I mean? Like, have you ever had those instances happen? And I want to say that when things like that happen or you get bad service or, you know, you try to do the right thing and something just doesn't go your way or whatever the case may be, having a spirit of excellence is very important. Uh, What am I trying to say? (laughs) Having a spirit of excellence is one, checking your attitude, right? We talked about having an attitude yesterday, but checking your attitude, pausing, digesting, And really thinking to yourself, how do I operate in this instance? How do I show up as a woman or a man of God? How do I temper my flesh, what I want to do, how I want to react, what I want to say, and draw it back and and present myself as a child of God? Because we are held to a different standard. We've talked about this um, a lot, right? And the standard now in the world, because I have. When you are, my bad y'all if everything's all over the place right now. Let me get my thoughts together. When you are operating around other Christians, when you go to church, when you're in your bubble, right? You go to work, you go to church and you have your friends and your friends aren't really wild. And especially if you're older, if you're older, a lot of stuff that you were unaware of that's going on in the world is going on in the world. And I've, and I've found that out yesterday. I was around some Gen Zers. And just in their natural habitat, like what they watch, what they listen to, what they talk about, how they think, it was very, very, I was very, uh, disturbed isn't the right word. I was very sad because I've noticed the spirit of excellence and standards have fled the younger generation, unfortunately. Um, And I'm not talking down. I'm not saying, oh, they're so, it's just the world that we live in and the devil has a, the enemy has a strong hold on, you know, this younger generation. And the reason why I say that is I was just paying attention to what they listened to, uh, what the conversation was, how they operate, how they communicate. And we all were young, right? We all made mistakes, but I feel like the difference is, and it's such in a short period of time that this has changed. I'm what, like a little over 10 years removed from high school, right? I graduated in 2006, graduated college in 2012. That's a long time ago, right? But it doesn't feel that long, especially especially for if you in your 30s, it doesn't feel that long, right? It does not feel that long that I've I've been in school. You feel like you could connect with the young people. You feel like you know what's going on, but it's an entirely different world. Their sta- the standards of what they're expected to have has changed. Cost of living has went up significantly and a regular job does not pay the bills like it used to, right? So their whole there's a lot of societal pressure financial pressure, 
worldly pressure. There's just a whole lot of pressure, right? And if they don't have a spirit, some sort of spiritual foundation, I feel like it is so easy to get sucked up in that world, right? Where OnlyFans is regular, being a stripper is regular, being, um, and from what I heard, you know, being a bottle girl sometimes isn't just waitressing, which I thought. I'm very naive, I guess, to what's going out there in the world. But, and I'm not saying, and I'm not talking down about bottle girls. I'm not saying that every bottle girl does. No, 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 that's not what I'm saying. But I was very naive to the things that they are exposed to and the things that they have access to. And the spirit of excellence is just not, it's not what they, what they want. I was having a conversation. I'll just explain myself. I was having a conversation in an environment. Won't tell y'all why. If you can figure it out, you can figure it out. I was having a conversation um, with somebody that is 20 years old and we were watching something on YouTube. It was a, somebody put it on and it was a smash or pass. For those of you who don't know what a smash or pass is, which is really, it's really degrading. Let's just say that. But it was a group of young men and a group of young women, and they go down the line and they tell the entire room whether that person from their looks to what they have on, to their body, to everything, if they would have sex with them or not. It was one of the most degrading things I had watched in a very long time. And this is entertainment for this is entertainment for them. Uh, this is what they like to watch, I guess. They think it's funny. And I just felt so bad because I know deep down in order to be in a space like that, in order for you to participate in something like that. Um, and I want to say this very carefully because they are young people and I'm not trying to judge them, but you have to be in a certain mindset and a certain heart posture to one, participate. And then two, to find that that's, that's funny when you're young, you don't know better. Right. And when you're older, you look at stuff like that and you're like, wait a minute, this is, this is entertainment. This is what you watch, this is, uh, well, yeah, surely you far removed and not, and not in a negative way, but it's just a very different world. It was a very different world for me having the conversations that I was having, listening to what, what they go through, listening to what they don't care about. And I was just, I was just talking to the young lady and I was just like, you know, it's unfortunate because a lot of the things that you guys are doing one day you may grow out of it. And not want that type of, not that record that you were doing certain things, right? And she was like, well, people really don't care nowadays. Like they're just living for now. And that scared the crap out of me because we didn't really think like that. At least we weren't taught that way. We were taught, hey, mind what you do because it can bite you in the butt later. And the the glorious thing about when we grew up, thank God I grew, I was thanking God this morning, like, thank God I grew up when I did, right? When we did make our mistakes, because we all were young and dumb and did stupid stuff and and possibly lowered our standards. And, and you know, I, I can't speak for y'all. I can speak for myself. I know I did. I know there were people I shouldn't have dated, people I shouldn't have gave my time to, things I shouldn't have participated in. I've, I've done that, right? Been there, done that. The great news is it wasn't recorded. <laughs> it wasn't recorded. It wasn't put on the internet. And it wasn't broadcast for the world to see. And when I grew up and I grew out of those things and I matured, um, there's no documentation, thank God. But I just was talking to her and I was just like, that's the sad part is because that that long term is not being thought about, there's a lot of things I believe, if the world still exists, that there will be a lot of regrets for later. And maybe not, maybe because they grew up in it and that's just going to be their norm. Maybe there won't be embarrassment. Maybe there won't be shame. Maybe you know, men won't judge them the same way that they judged us. I don't know. 
Um, and she was saying, she was like, no, I don't think guys care. And I don't think, and I was just like, I, I was like, I don't know. I was like, I don't know. I said, we don't know what's going to happen in 10 years. And I was like, it's that's, she was like, well, you didn't, you guys didn't do stupid stuff. I said, of course we did stupid stuff. It's just not recorded <laughs> and it's not put on TV. I was just like, some of these young women maybe want to be mothers one day. Some of these young women may want to be wives one day. And I, I don't know what, what those consequences are going to be. But when we operate, when I was having a conversation with her, the whole point of me telling y'all all of this, when I was having a conversation, I could tell that there were other individuals in the room that really didn't rock with what I was saying. And I wasn't trying to be judgmental. And I said that I was like, I understand why girls do what they do now. I understand it's so easy. It's the money is y'all's pressure is high. I was like, I get it. I was like, I'm not judging it. I understand it. I was just like, I just fear that because nobody's thinking about the consequences to these actions, that it's going to bite them later on in life. And then when they're over it, when they don't want their only fans anymore, when they don't, you know, want that life, like y'all, when we were growing up, can I be real? I know this is morning motivation, but can I be real? When we were growing up, strippers, being a stripper was taboo. It was a hush hush thing. Like if you wanted to strip, you went across town where didn't nobody know you. That's where the whole, the no name came from. That's why people have nicknames in strip clubs. It was to hide your identity. You know, now strippers have Facebooks and OnlyFans and all of this stuff, which I get it. The economy, again, I am not judging these women. I understand. I understand why it's easier. Why go work this job making you $750 when you can do, I get it, right? But I feel like the, the, the spirit of excellence, the spirit of hard work, the spirit of delayed gratification because of social media, the enemy just has a very, very hard stronghold on this generation. And it's so sad to watch and witness because thank God we didn't have as much access as we did that young. So that's why I said all that to say, but the spirit of excellence, the spirit of um, consequence, the spirit of, and that's why it's so important for y'all that got kids. It is a very, 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 now that I see and I know what I know, I, I, you know, when you don't know, you don't know. But now that I know what I know, especially if you have teenagers, especially if you have kids that are younger than teens, you, it is your duty, your responsibility to tell them about God, tell them the ways of God, teach them. And it's not to fear, or I'm not trying to say this to scare anybody. It's just super important for their humanity, for their souls. What From the conversation that I had is nobody cares anymore. Not say nobody. That's very general. You guys get what I mean. But the so what of my future is not even in a factor because one of the things that she said is she was like, well, kids die so young nowadays. Our generation's life expectancy is so young. Nobody even cares about growing old. That freaked me out. That broke my heart. <laughs> That broke my heart because we don't know, right? God could come back tomorrow and they may be right, right? God could come back tomorrow. We may be right. But if the world does continue as we know it, or it's going to change in the next 10, 20, whatever years, if the world does evolve and change and there is a, a later, that's a very scary society that I'm scared to live in. I'm just like, what country can I go to? Like, where in the world can I go? Because it is really, it's really, really, it's terrifying. 
So as we mature in our faith, right? And there's going to be conversations that people don't want to hear. Um, we got to do our best not to judge people, to speak life, but you're not going to be the most popular person. When you speak like that and when you speak against what is cool, what is popular, what is the norm, you're an outlier. You know, you are an outlier and your opinion is not going to be wanted. You know, even if it's the truth, I'm just preparing you because I could tell now, um, I could tell in that, those conversations, nobody cared. Nobody wanted to hear it. And I appreciate the young lady I was speaking to because she was very like, well, what about this? Are you, and she asked me, she was like, are you judging them? Do you, do you think that they don't love themselves or they're degrading themselves or things like that? And I was like, I don't think that they're, I was like, I don't think that they disrespect, they, they're disrespecting themselves knowingly. I was like, I get it. I was like, I don't think that they're, they're doing it with ill intent of self-love. You know, that's how, that's what people do. So I was just like, no, but the, and I was like, but they're not thinking about the consequences to a lifestyle like that. And neither are the young men. I was just like, everybody in that video is very, it's, you're in the most insecure stage of your life that you can ever be in, in your twenties. And you're being judged off of how you look and what you're wearing. If you're worthy of a random person having sex with you, that's your standard. And I was like, that's going to be super detrimental to some of those kids. Because to me, they're kids. If you're in your 20s, 20 is you're, you're, you're grown, but you're a kid. You know what I mean? I was just like, that's, that may be very detrimental to somebody's self-esteem of how they feel about themselves. Because a group of random boys that don't have two pennies to rub together, don't know nothing from, will put their thing in anything, told you whether they would have sex with you in a public domain and everybody thought it was funny because they ranked on you or they talked about you. It's just very sad, right? So having a spirit of excellence, and I'm going to get to your guys' comments. I'm going to read your comments. Actually, let's go to the comments before we move on. Let's do that. Um, it's just it's just a very, I was just like, I was very astonished. I knew it was bad, but I didn't know it was that bad, y'all. And for some people, they're like, who cares? It's just a smash or pass video. Like, those are normal. People have been doing those for years. They have. But to know how degrading that really is, where your self-esteem may be predicated to random people and because they have social media followers or whatever the case may be, that your self-esteem or how you feel about yourself and, and people's opinions that shouldn't matter about you. And sex is like the lowest thing. Like, what about your character? What about, what about how you treat people? It's just really, 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 really sad, unfortunately. Um, Shirley says Satan works through people that are close to, that we are close to and work close to. Ah, that uh, that's to make us act out of our flesh. Mm. Mm -mm. And that's another thing too, y'all be careful because everybody doesn't believe what you believe. Like in our bubble of morning motivation, good morning, y'all in our bubble uh, of, of church, in our bubble of, of our friend groups, like a lot of stuff that people talk about that women do, I can't relate to because I don't have friends like that. Right. When men get on the internet and they're like, women, this and women, this, I can't relate to that. And women get on the internet, men, this and men that. I can't relate to it. I don't know those men. I don't know those women, right? Um, thank you for the super chat, Percy. So when you're in your bubble, it's very easy to think that life is how it is for you everywhere. And it's definitely not. Thank you for the super chat, Percy. Percy says, good morning, Brittany. I remember when 
I used to frequent strip clubs. I overheard a young lady say, I know Jesus ain't pleased, but the rent is due. It's survival for these girls. Absolutely. But that's the enemy. You know what I mean? Yes, it is harder to work a nine to five. But here's the thing. When you're 18, how many bills do you really have? Let's break it down, right? When you're 18, when you're young, how many bills do you really have? I found notebooks of my old bills, rent, and you don't have to stay in a in a night. You could stay in a decent apartment that's not, you could stay in that, like for instance, Atlanta, right? You don't have to stay in Midtown. You can stay on the outskirts. You can stay in Riverdale. You can stay in Smyrna. There's so many other sub cities around Atlanta where rent is cheaper. You don't have to stay in Midtown. You don't have to stay in a high rise. You know, um, I understand that it's inflation. This one young lady was on the phone and she was talking about her car. No, her car note was more than mine. And I don't drive the best car in the world. Um, but also it's a lifestyle that they're keeping up with as well. So this is true. It is survival for some. But then also, also it's a lifestyle because of everything that they see. They have so much pressure. That's why I'm not judging. I'm not judging. I get it. It's just unfortunate. You know what I mean? It's very, very unfortunate. Um, but she said, but the rent is due. And that's unfortunate. And see how the enemy works. We have a government that does not increase minimum wage. Minimum wage. And your minimum wage should not be predicated onto what you actually pay your workers. But won't increase minimum wage, even though it's been the same for the last 20 years since I was in high school, which is ridiculous because cost of living has dang near tripled or quadrupled since then. So I get it. Um, but that's, that's, that's the enemy working, which is unfortunate that people have to put their, their, their bodies and their livelihood above what they believe is right and wrong. Mm. Let's see, going back to the comments. Uh, Simone says, I wouldn't make it this generation as young as a young kid. Me neither. I just feel I just feel so, 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 so bad for them because they're exposed to so much. They have so much pressure on their shoulders because uh, we didn't. When I told you all when we were growing up, all you needed is a car, an apartment. And a job, that's it. Nobody cared about where you lived, what type of apartment you had, your furniture. It's just so much pressure. It's a lifestyle that is you have to emulate and show. Shirley says, I'm sure you fell out of place, but yes, young people don't understand what they are doing because we all did it. Absolutely, we did. That's why I'm not judging. We not, we I've I've been there. I was always given that you don't lower your standards because as a woman, you'll be talked about later. Yeah, but the, I, I feel like the standard of that has changed so much. Or maybe they don't care. I don't know. But you got to understand these women ain't moving like we used to move. We used to move like little ladies because we had to. Like anything you did in high school, you would be deemed as a, a trollop, I'll say. You know, now these young ladies is moving like these young men. So I, I don't know. I'm not in school. I don't I don't know. Um. Simone says, yes, especially what they share on TikTok, they will look back and regret it. 
Ah, geez. It's just so, it's really sad. It's really, really sad. Um, the happy housewife says they may live for here and now YOLO, but you live, you live twice. Earthly people may or may not keep record, but our second life will be recorded. Mm. And that's another thing I was thinking about, right? Although like, like, like the happy housewife said, it might not be a big deal on earth. But what about your soul? What about, you know, the spiritual? And I feel like I don't know if this will be true because it's not said in the Bible. So do not quote me on this. But I wonder if we'll be held accountable if we don't tell our kids about God and Jesus. Because how else are they going to learn? They're definitely ain't learning in the world. That is not a thing. They are not learning in the world. So I wonder, will God be like, hey, did you tell them X, Y? I don't know. I don't know. Sydney says, it's true, Brittany. Everybody wants to be a social, social media famous and cool. Students are disrespectful. They want what they want and they want everything fast and now. And the, and the, the sad part about it is the teachers are leaving. The good teachers are leaving school. They're burnt out. They're underpaid. They don't have time to raise kids and then they don't have time to raise the kids. They're burnt out. My uh, therapist says she knows six teachers that quit like last year. The good teachers are leaving. The ones that actually care, the ones that want to make a difference, the ones that are teaching because they feel like that's what they were called to do, they're leaving. (sighs) It is a very scary world. When I become a mother, if God willing, I want to homeschool my kids, God willing. Um, Shirley says now young people are being drawn, uh, drawn into social media as young people. And we live and we're living in our last days. It's very, very scared, very, very scary times we live in. God called me when I was 24 years old and I wasn't the kid. I wasn't in kid anymore. I lost a lot of people because they didn't want me to be with, they didn't want to be with me anymore. That's what happens for sure. Uh, Nana says, it feels like the world is getting more and more hopeless, which was the goal since the beginning. But we are here to get hope, hoped up by living a life of excellence. Absolutely. So let's go back to living a life of excellence, right? So when I talk about a spirit of excellence, I am not talking about, I am not referring to a spirit of excellence as being perfect. You know, we cannot live up to that standard. Jesus was perfect. We are not. We cannot live up to that standard. But whatever you do, if you are working, work excellently. You know, if you're doing, if you're serving, serve excellently. You know, go above and beyond. Have a spirit of, one of my job has says, have, it a, have a spirit of Chick-fil-A. There's two different experiences. You can have a McDonald's experience, which is a lot in the world, especially if you live in Atlanta. Everybody will operates in this McDonald's spirit. Like, huh? You want some? Y'all remember the um the the scene in ATL when Monica comes up to the table at, at Waffle House and she asked, she was like, Y'all want anything else? That's how they operate out here. They operate, I call that a McDonald's spirit, right? And not to say that it's a spirit, quote unquote. I'm saying like when I say a spirit of excellence, I'm talking about that type of thing, right? There's a McDonald's spirit and then there's a Chick-fil-A spirit. 
if you guys have ever been to Chick-fil-A, you know, it's pleasant. My pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. You know, it's it's happy. It's joyful. You never feel like you're bothering them. You can ask them for 50,000 sauces and they're my pleasure. My pleasure. They're trained to do that. Right. And then you have the McDonald's spirit where, you know, just operating. And some of us can operate on a day to day and at our jobs like we have a McDonald's spirit. Like, just be happy I showed up. Just be happy I'm doing this little report. Just be happy I made this meeting. Just be happy. We have a McDonald's spirit when we're operating in the world, when we're operating at work. And I challenge you this week, moving forward, the weekend is over, but when you go into next week, and we'll, well, I'll remind y'all on Monday, maybe if I remember, I want to challenge you guys to really ask yourself, am I operating in a McDonald's spirit <laughs> or am I operating in a Chick-fil-A spirit? And what I mean by that, for those of you just jumping on, is the spirit of excellence. You know, am I operating on a low vibration as far as how I'm treating, how I'm acting, how am I putting my foot forward with work? Am I going above and beyond? Am I doing the bare minimum? Now, when I say above and beyond, don't be a doormat. Don't overwork yourself to death. But do you show up? Are you on time? Are you on the calls? Are, do you have your camera on? <laughs> and I get it. Sometimes you got to move around. Your camera got to be off. But like what, how do you operate in, the, in, in, in your work environment? Then at church, do you serve? And if you serve, serve with the spirit of excellence. Are you complaining the whole time? When you're in your relationship, right? If you're married, do you operate with the spirit of excellence? Or are you operating in the spirit of McDonald's? So I'm going to challenge myself next week, right? Anytime I feel myself get an attitude, um, do anything that's like, I'm going to be like, wait a minute, Britt. Are you operating with a McDonald's spirit? Are you operating with a Chick-fil-A spirit? And I really want to challenge y'all uh, to, to, to think about that while you're moving forward. Because, and the reason why this is so important, the reason why operating in a spirit of excellence is super important is because we are a reflection of God. Will everybody like everything about us? No. Will everybody respect everything about us? No. Like I told y'all earlier, doing the right thing, saying the right thing, trying to minister in a loving way will not always be received. Everybody does not want to hear that. A lot of people just be like, shut up. Let us do what we want to do. Be quiet, old lady. You know, I was like, I know I sound like a grandma right now last night. I was like, I sound like a true grandma. I do. Right. Everybody's not going to want to hear what you have to say. Everybody's not going to see the light. It's, it's okay. But how you hold, what standard do you hold yourself to? Remember we talked about arguing yesterday and we talk about this often. And the reason why I keep bringing it up is because some people come in, some people come out. I don't know who sees all the episodes, but I feel like it's important for me to say when we are challenged with our beliefs, when we're challenged about our Christian faith or just doing the right thing or whatever the case may be, you're going to have people that dismiss everything you say that are going to argue with you, that are going to talk down to you, whatever the case. You have to still in those in those moments operate with a spirit of excellence all the time. Because again, you are a reflection of God. You are a reflection of the body of Christ. When people look at you, talk to you, that's a Christian. That's how she operates. You can't cuss nobody out. No, you can't get an attitude. You can't have real rage. You can't be, and it is hard because you really have to, you have to sit with yourself. You'd be like, nope, can't do it. I'm just going to keep my, I'm just going to keep my hands in my lap. Nope. Just 
keep your mouth closed. Don't say nothing. And then you'll have to discern and read the room when it's okay to speak and when it's not okay to speak. Because to be truth be told, everybody doesn't want to hear the opinions of us. Even me. I give unsolicited advice more than I need to. Everybody don't want to hear it. So having that discernment, reading the room of being like, you know what? I'm just going to keep my thoughts to myself. The Bible does challenge us. Don't hold back good information. Don't hold back information from somebody that can help them. Right. It does challenge us with that. But at the end of the day, we have to operate in a spirit of excellence, how we talk to one another, speaking to people. I am so confused on when grown adults are spoken to and they don't even return a smile, a hello. It takes two seconds. So examine your heart posture. How are, are you pleasant? And not to say that you got to walk around smiling all the time. Some days I get it. You ain't going to want to smile. And I hate when men be like, why you ain't smiling? Because, sir, because I'm thinking about my bills in my mind. I'm thinking about my budget right now. Get out my face. <laughs> you know, can't say that. Can't say those things, right? So operating in this, and not to say that you should, you're supposed to oblige, but you can challenge and be like, hey, did you ask that man to smile? There's ways you can, you can read people gracefully, right? You can do it with grace. You can do it with, uh, with, with, with excellence and not in a negative way. So it's not that you're supposed to be a doormat. It's not supposed to be that you, people take you for granted. And no, 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 I'm not saying Jesus wasn't no doormat, right? But operating in a spirit of excellence because we are a reflection. Because when you start saying you're a Christian, you're held to a different standard. They're going to be like, oh, you a Christian, huh? Just like, oh, girl, she was like, I know Jesus. They're going to be like, oh, you a Christian? You a Christian stripper? Okay, cool. That's how y'all operate. And again, I'm not judging. We're not supposed to judge each other. I'm not judging. That's not where I'm coming from. But everything that we do is held to a different standard in the world and spiritually. Because once you know, God holds you accountable. So you can't be like, God, I ain't know. He knows you know. He knows everything. So we got to definitely make sure that we are operating in a spirit of excellence more than necessary. Cindy says, I saw a video similar to that recently, and a line of women were saying which guy they would sleep with, marry, and un unalive. So many of them decided based on what clothes the guys had on. Mm -hmm. That's what was going on in the other video, too. Um. Yeah, good morning, Raw. How are y'all? Thank you, uh, Miss Shirley, for getting everybody for me. I appreciate it. The Happy Housewife says, my niece, who is 13, came over here two weeks ago and showed me a secret page on IG, and it was very disturbing with children from middle school fighting and jumping and having. I want to say this now. If y'all aren't checking y'all's kids' phones on a consistent basis, if they are under the age of 18, what privacy? And I get it. And you ain't got to tell them, hook they stuff up to, hook they iCloud up to your iPad. You ain't got to let them know that you're going through their phone, but you should, if I were a mom, I would be the most, oh, that's why God ain't made me a mom yet. I wasn't ready for this generation, y'all. The stuff that they are exposed to, and that's why these conversations are so necessary that y'all have with your kids, your nieces, your nephews, get their parents permission. Of course, like don't be just having inappropriate conversations with minors. But what I'm saying is if you do not steer them and grab a hold of what they're exposed to, not to say that you have to 
shield them from it. There's no way you can shield them from it. There's so much access that they have. You cannot shield them from the world, but you got to teach them about the world. You got to show them, hey, this is what people do, but this is not right. And this is what God says. This is what I want. This is what God says. And now how do you feel about it? What do you think? And have and have an exchange. Like, let them talk. Let them tell you what they think. Like, do you think mommy's really old school for saying that? Like, what do you think about it? Like, get their opinion so you can hear how they think and how they're operating in the world. But child, they're just so exposed to so much stuff. Um. Yeah, so many people do have that thought process of they got to pay bills. But I'm going to be real. It's it's only because of the standard and the things in the lifestyle. A lot of and, and a lot of kids don't want to go to college either. That's why I love college. I understand the student loan thing. I get it. Nobody wants to be in debt. I got it. But what what college does for a lot of young people is it gives them a 4-year grace period to not have all of those pressures of paying all those bills right out the gate, right? It allows you to grow up and mature and learn about yourself. So then when you do graduate, even though you're still young, you're only 21 years old, you have the ability to manage prop. You just have the ability to move through life a little differently, in my personal opinion. But a lot of people now don't have to go to college. They're foregoing college and going straight into the workforce. But then they're exposed to all of these bills, right? You're exposed to rent, car note, insurance, all of these things. And now their morals are being compromised because they have to survive. When you're in survival mode, morals go out the window. You know, there was an interview that Nipsey Hussle did that was super, super impactful. And it really changed my mind about a whole lot of stuff because I just didn't understand why people chose certain paths, right? But I get it. When you're in survival mode, you don't, people don't think about their morals. They don't think about how God is doing X, Y, and Z. So I understand, I get it. But it's just really unfortunate. Really, 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 really unfortunate. Uh, Shamber says, "Let unless the 18-year-old has moved out, they will have a good, uh, then they would have a good amount. But if they are in a house that is still, house still, they may have have any depending on family as well, right? Wait, what? Hold on. Unless the 18-year-old moved out. It depends on the family. Every family isn't built the same though, Shamber. Like I know a 18-year-old that's expected to help out with bills. I was very fortunate to live in a household where my mom covered all the bills and whatever I worked for, I could spend on whatever I wanted to spend on. I wish I would have been taught how to save. I wish I would have been taught how to budget and to put some money up and do all that. I was just spending everything I got every every time. I was always spending my money. So I didn't learn about budgeting and saving till later in life. And that's why I made that budgeting and savings video, which some of y'all found me on. Because I was like, I didn't, I wasn't taught this. So let me teach people the basics and what I do. And maybe it'll help them. Maybe it'll help them, you know, with their with their life and their finances and things like that. So that's why I made that video. But if you're not certain, it depends on the household and everybody's household is not a positive household. Everybody's household doesn't have it to where their kids can stay without paying bills or, and some kids just want to get out. You know, my household wasn't tumultuous, but me and my mom were button heads. I was ready to go. 
You know, I just had a, I don't know if it was a rebellious spirit at a certain age, but I was just ready to go. I was like, you know what? I'm ready to be grown. I'm tired of being in this house. You telling me what to do. I'm ready to go to college and be on my own. I was ready. Like when my mom closed that door on move-in day in college, I started dancing. I was super excited to be on my own and super excited to be in college. I've been waiting for it my whole life, you know, and unfortunately, you know, we, we look at the negatives of college and not the positives of college, of the environment, especially if you go to an HBCU, the environment, the way you get to grow up, the way you don't have all the pressures of bills and, and things. I mean, you may, depending if you're paying out of pocket and things, but I just got that though, that's those six years of grace to figure out something before I went straight into adulthood. The Happy Housewife says it depends on where you live and what your lifestyle is. Yep. I know that that's the problem. 18-year-olds shouldn't have bills placing our children in dire situations too young and that is another topic. Absolutely. That's a that's that's it too. I don't feel like we're in the time where getting out at 18 is wise. But then you're a legal adult in America at 18 so you can't make a kid stay. And if your child is not following your rules, I can see why a parent would be like, you got to go. It's a very, and I'm not there yet, so I can't, I don't have no advice for this. I'm, I'm not judging at all because I've, I've seen all sides. I see the benefits of staying at home if you have a peaceful situation going on. And I see why parents be like, you got to go. Because everybody, every child, every situation, everything is different. It's just so different. It's a very nuanced. Um, it's a very nuanced situation. It's very hard to pinpoint what a solution is. Unfortunately, um, Shirley says yes, she will be because it's the parent's job. Mm. And that was there. She was referring to when I said, "Will you be held accountable for not telling your kid about God and not telling your child about?" you know, giving them that foundation. I think it's very dangerous. Even if you don't believe, like say if you, even if you don't have a church home, even if you're still figuring out your spirituality, I think it's very important just to tell them about God and to tell them about consequences and to tell them about, you know, what happens when you don't live right. I think it's very important because I would, I feel like sometimes people just let kids grow up and they grow up so fast. So you're going to blink and five years are going to go by and once they were a kid and now they're a teenager and adult, like I look back at people, I'm just like, you were just a kid. Like, wh who, who was this grown up? Right? Because I'll go, go 18, 17, 16, 15, 14, 13. So from 13, no, it's not even, that's, that's even, it's 12. You go from being a kid to an adult in like less than five years, almost like five years. <sighs> Crazy. Crazy. Cindy says, my grandma is in her 80s. Oh, my grandma in her 80s said high school, if someone became pregnant, their parents temporarily moved them to a different town. Nowadays, some folks have babies for a bag. Yeah, when I was growing up in high school, you couldn't stay at high school if you got pregnant. You had to go to an alternative school. You had to leave high school. Uh, it wasn't until I got to Texas where they allowed like pregnant girls to continue in high school where they were. Uh, but it, we only had like one 
But yeah, it's a different time. People look at babies as accessories and not understanding how much work and responsibility having a kid is. Sometimes it's very, when we were growing up, we didn't want kids young. Now it's kind of like a thing uh, to where it's like, hey, if I have a baby, it's like an accessory almost. Yeah. Ooh, Percy says, I fit, uh, I feel for these young ladies, these young girls, the pressure to be beautiful. Back then, young ladies had magazines and televisions of beautiful women. Now they got magazines, TV, and the perfect filters. We had the same pressure, but think about when we were growing up. We just didn't have what these girls have. We there were no wigs. Like if you wore a wig back then, it was coming from like the beauty supply store with synthetic, like in the in the nine nine in the early two. Wasn't nobody wearing wigs. The most you got was a half decent sewing. <laughs> we used to wear our natural hair or it was straightened or permed or whatever. There were no lashes. There weren't all of these things that we had access to. Their makeup was not makeup. You know, I remember like doing a little eyeshadow was doing something, right? Nobody was doing a full beat. That just didn't exist. You know, I remember when I used to do my makeup before school and I spent like 15 minutes in the bathroom putting on eyeshadow. Like, no, what, there wasn't, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just times are just very, very different. Um, and they really don't watch TV or magazines. They, it's just social media. And, and you just see so many people and you just never know who you're like, ask your kids, especially if you have teenagers, ask your kids who they look up to. Ask them like, who, who are your heroes? Who are your idols? Who are your, and they're not supposed to have idols, but you know what I mean? Like who, who is your favorite celebrity? Ask them like who's your famous your favorite TikToker. Ask them who's your famous her your favorite YouTuber. Ask them who's your who's your who's Instagram Instagram or internet famous to you. And then once they tell you, go look those people up and see what they're feeding your children. Because if they're their favorites, they're consuming their content. And you know, it I feel like parenting is probably 10 times harder, maybe now, than it used to be because you have to be so on it. Oh, I feel for y'all parents. I'm going to pray for y'all. Jesus. We are directed, teach, train our children about God, but not responsible for their actions. Okay. Thank you, Happy Housewife. Absolutely. Yeah. You're not held responsible for their actions, but we should be teaching them. Thank you. Um, Shirley says you should teach them when they are young. God says if they depart, they will come back later. Absolutely. And that's why I always say that. Always, always, always say that. She Amber says, that's how McDonald's acts everywhere now. <laughs> yes, that that this is how, okay, y'all in ATL, when Monica comes up to that table, she be like, y'all want anything else? That is how 90% <laughs> of the wait, waiters and waitress or waitresses act in Atlanta. <laughs> um. She ever says, side note, kind of off topic, but not really. Just how, just know as a former Chick-fil-A employee, it's low-key does bother us with the sauce. <laughs> but yes, Chick-fil-A spirit, because I want excellence. Absolutely. Yeah, y'all, don't be doing too it. Knowing you ain't going to eat all them sauces and know them sauces is not about to be used for nothing else. They about to sit in your drawer and, and, then, and then rot. <laughs> Shirley says, walking in the spirit of excellence is going above and beyond than what is required of you. And walking in the spirit of excellence doesn't come naturally. 
the power of God has to draw you. Ooh, come on, Miss Shirley. But yes, when we walk in a spirit of excellence, it is, you gotta, I'm telling y'all, you gotta pray because you're only gonna sustain as a human being, but so much, right? <laughs> your, your sustainment is only gonna be so much. That's why to be, con to be in constant prayer, to be in constant prayer is super important for believers because at every turn, the enemy will try you. He will try your attitude. He will seep in it and give you a, a mindset of negativity. The enemy will try people around you. It's all tests. They're all tests. And what we don't want to do, because I had a conversation with God this morning about this. I started feeling myself because remember yesterday I was like, you can go to God. You can have grievances. You can do that. And then I started feeling my I started hearing myself be like the Israelites. And I was like, oh, I don't want that. So once Moses brought the Israelites out of Egypt, he rescued them from slaves out of Egypt. Right. They were in the wilderness for a very long time. And after all they went through and all God has brought them from, they just were complaining left and right. Right. Even though God fed them, even though God kept them, they were just complaining, complaining because they were in the wilderness for a while. They were like, why you bring us here? I'm tired. I want to stop. What, we got to keep. What is what is it? What? What are we doing? Imagine you being a little kid and for 40 years you were in the wilderness. Right. Or just imagine you being like 20 years old. And you 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 escape. You think you about to go to the promised land that you thinking about to be. It's about to be the Garden of Eden. And you show up and it's the projects or it's worse, right? And so I caught myself and I was like, oh, Lord, I do not want to be like the Israelites. So when you're going through a storm, when you're going through something heavy, when you're going through things and things don't seem right, where it's just like, dang, I feel like I can't, I can't win for losing. Like I'm doing all this instead of being like the Israelites where we have a spirit of condemnation or just being angry with God. It's okay to be, you know, have your grievances for a little second because you're human, you're a little second, but to change that attitude, turn that attitude around and live in a spirit of excellence. You'd be like, you know what, God, although this looks like this right now, I still have faith. I know that you're going to come through. Thank you for everything that you've done. And thank you for everything that you're about to do. And just let it go in Jesus name and start turning around your attitude and having a spirit of excellence with God. Super, super important in my opinion, because we don't want to be like the Israelites where we just complain, 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 complain. Because then when you when you get blessed, you're going to complain about that, too. This is it. This is what you're going to bring. <laughs> you complain, complain, complain. Trace says, love this topic. Something a lot of people don't speak about being excellent in what we do is hard. It is not about being perfect but having a standard in how we do life. Absolutely. Thank you for that, Tracy. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, let me run through y'all's comments real quick. Let's see. Um, yes, people will try you, y'all. Yes, Miss Shirley is right. Thank you, Happy Housewife. And I say it because people will try you. And sometimes that is the enemy. And sometimes you are getting a test. So are you going to pass the test or are you going to fail the test? Good morning, Miss Linda. Michelle says, yes, please check these kids' phones and their social media and ask them, like, who do y'all like? Who do you listen to? Who do you? Because y'all, some of this music, I'm just listening to it. And I'm like, 
It is so demonic, y'all. Our our music was demonic too. Let's just keep it a buck. We had some really bad music, but it's getting worse. It's getting worse. The Happy Housewife says she told me and her father, but not her mother. I told her mother when we were alone that she needs to transfer her out of the, that DC school. Ooh. Yeah, y'all. And be careful too, because you want kids to trust you. So don't be like running up like, oh, look what they doing. Like, have some grace, do it, you know, do it strategically. I'm glad you pulled her mom aside and was like, look, but you want them to be able to come to you and open up to you. So when you do get something or see something, that ain't the time to punish. That's not the time to get upset and, and get all scared and, ah, you know, and freak out. Cause then they ain't never going to tell you nothing. They're going to be like, that's why I don't tell her nothing. Cause she crazy. <laughs> we, Shirley says we have to teach them to be in the world, but not to be part of it. Uh, Melanin Honey says, I told my dad to do that with my younger sisters for the fam for the family sharing and connecting with the iPad. I try to be a role model for them, but also be real with them. I love that. Absolutely. If you have kids, today is your day. If you have not already, hook up all of day streaming and all of that to your iPad so you can be all up in them text messages. You got you should because you I understand and they're like, why privacy? The stuff that they have access to. Y'all, we do not, they don't live in the same time. People used to have to call the house. So you, your parents got to monitor who talked to you. One, no texting. Texting didn't come till later. You know what I mean? And imagine, the, and remember the phone calls you was having when you was sneaking two and three in the morning when you was putting a house phone with that long cord in your bedroom and you was having conversations. Or when you was sneaking, when you did get a cell phone, when you were sneaking on, or those of you who had your own private line was sneaking on the phone. Man, remember your conversations now. Imagine them being a little, a little bit worse. Because now they know a lot, way more than we did at that age. But yeah, connect to my pad, y'all. Good morning. Uh, Percy says, I never asked a woman why she, she isn't smiling. Thank you. She could have just lost a loved one. And I, yep, thank you. And I'm not about to get cussed out. <laughs> yeah, and then it's not our job to make y'all pleasant. And smile. We will smile when we got something to smile about. Linda says, when you begin paying for, for things in a home, then that's when you, you begin to have a, deci a deciding voice in how things flow. I disagree, Miss Linda. This is a very old school way of thinking. And I understand, right? But this does not work anymore. Y'all having a mindset of you, when you start paying bills around here, then you can tell me. It, I feel like with this generation, you do have to talk to them more. You do have to ask their opinion. If you don't want your child wilding out and getting out that house at 18, I think it's very wise to hear them out. I think it's very wise for them to hear a voice, have a voice, because if you were to teach them how to operate a household while they're still in it, they're less likely to mess it up and get evictions on their thing and all of this stuff later on down the road. Does that make sense? Like, I think we got to get out of this mindset. Unfortunately, it's very old school. It doesn't work anymore. I think they should have a voice. I think you should be like, hey, what do you think about this? Hey, tell me, you know, it should be a two-way street. One thing I love that the younger generation is doing is they are bringing those, their kids in the conversation. I was watching Teen Mom. I love Teen Mom. And uh, the young lady decided to go to nursing school and they were going to move. And she sat her little girl down. She had to be like four years old. And she explained to her, for those of you who have to go to work, 
I love you guys. Have a beautiful, blessed weekend. I'll see you guys tomorrow or Monday. She sat down with her daughter and she asked her, she was like, hey, so mommy is deciding to go back to school to be a nurse. And the little girl was like, yay. She was so excited. And then she was like, but we have to move and live far away from your grandma and stuff like that. And she was like, are you okay with that? And the little girl was like, yep. Like, I think gone are the days where we can't act like kids aren't human beings. I feel like that didn't do much for us as a generation, except for make, it, make us have so many issues with acceptance, so many issues with speaking up and having a voice, where now we're people pleasing and we're trying to unwork and undo. And I do believe, and not to you, Miss Linda, but having this mindset can be a generational curse. Because if you think about it, low-key slave mentality. You know, of saying like, well, if you don't put it, pay no bills, you can't decide nothing in this house. It's like, but why they live here too? They're part of the family. Why not? I understand what you mean, but why Why not? What's What's the big deal of saying, hey, what do y'all think about this? Hey, what do you, you know, you live here too. What do you think? Um, <laughs> It's okay. <laughs> Um, Shirley says, yes, per Percy, because we don't know what people are going through. Absolutely. Even the Bible will tell you, like, it is very annoying when somebody's going through it to just be like, hey, smile. Da, 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 da. Thank you, Christine Love Show. I appreciate it. That's what kind that's what kids do today. We rush to get grown, but if we only knew. Well, also, do you provide an environment where they're not trying to rush and be grown? I feel like if we as parents, right, and I say we, I'm not a parent yet, and I'm not judge, I'm not saying any parents, parents take me with a grain of salt, but if we provided an environment in a household where they did not feel like, I need to get the heck up out of here, or I don't want to listen. Now, everybody's going to do what they want to do, right? So you, I'm not saying you can control that. Every kid is different. Every circumstance is different. You know your kid, but it can't only be on the children when we're the parents. Does that make sense? We have to create the environment that wants them to stay, that that allows them to stay and allows them to be in an adult and adult in a household environment. OK, baby, you're 18 now. All right. So let's let's sit down and I'm going to show you how to budget, even though maybe this should have been done a couple of years ago. I'm going to bring you start bringing you in on bills. So this is my paycheck. Here's the bills. And this can be done at any age. I don't think you have to do this at 18. Here's the bills. This is how we operate. So this is the money we have left over. What would you do with it? Like start getting their input, start getting their brains to think. What we do, especially as black folks, is we'd be like, all right, you grown now, bye. And we didn't teach them nothing. You didn't teach them how to budget and save. You didn't teach them how to, how to invest their money. We didn't teach them how to pay bills. We didn't teach them anything. And I'm not saying y'all, but I'm just saying, you know what I mean? And we expect them to thrive as kids. You don't get to make no decisions in this house. Why? Why not? Thank you. I appreciate it. Um, Happy Housewife says, I left home at 16. When I was 16, my mother would say, you can't be grown in my house. So I left. See, wish I would have stayed. But the reason why you left, though, is because you didn't have a voice, because you didn't have a say. So this mentality, y'all, we have to dead that for the next generation. If you are a parent, and I, again, I'm not telling you how to parent, but I'm telling you, I talk to these kids. I know I see it. My sister is 17 years old. And I'm not talking about my mama. I'm just saying, I know. 
I'm a fly on the wall. And this mentality, if you want to be grown, you can't be grown in my house. If you're an if you're becoming an adult, there should be a level of responsibility. Okay, well, now you're this age. Hey, let me show you how to pay a bill. This bill is now your responsibility. Let's see. Hey, you have a cell phone. Let's you got a job. Okay, that that cell phone bill is now your responsibility. You want you see what I mean? Like we have to start incorporating them in a life that you create for them. Because if you're not, they're never going to be prepared. They're never going to be prepared. Happy Housewife says, yes, she Amber. I made, I had so many bumps and bruises. I couldn't save myself. Ooh, Jesus. Sydney says, I think it's the parent's job too, since the Bible says train them up in the way that they should go. Mm. All right. Um. She Amber says, yeah, having kids young is a thing. It is really a thing now. And I'm like, what's in the water? I don't want to waste. I don't want a taste of that right now. You know? Mm -hmm. <laughs> let's see. Let's see. Reading, finishing up the comments. Putting on a eyebrow and lip gloss. Absolutely. Get in between the tracks. That's what you're talking about. The hair. <laughs> y'all are hilarious. Dang, there's so many comments. Ooh, y'all. I'm not going to be able to get through any, all of these today. Y'all were going in. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Um, But I am not going to. I am not. And I know y'all are talking to each other. I'm not going to get through all of these today. I love y'all. I thought I was like close. I will not. <laughs> um all right, I'm gonna read Chevs because I think that this hold on. Let's see, let's see, let's see. Yes, pre-training, I think that it is very important. Shirley says yes, because the households are different now. But with me, the parents, the parent uh, was so strict. Yeah, like, and I do think I think that parents should, and it's hard, right? Because nobody, there's no books. There's no, you don't know what you don't know. I think taking a little of the old school is good. Like the, the boundaries, the respect, that's good, right? And the raising, but then also a little bit of freedom, a little bit of teaching, a little bit of, like, I don't understand why you can't be friends with your children. I understand that I'm your parent, so don't do too much, right? I'm still your parent. But I don't think that there's anything wrong. But then there, there should be like it should be a balance. Maybe I don't know. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not a parent. I'm not. I don't know. I know everybody's trying to figure it out. But gone are the days that we can be like the old school. The old school don't work no more. It doesn't. These kids got too much information. They can make money on their own. They, they, they are more rebellious. They're, they're just different. The gone are the day we can't. Some, some new, some old, right? <laughs> Jeff Jeff says in a perfect world, I would want my son to live with me while he gets himself together and then move out without paying bills or helping me financially. Oh, I love that. I still want him to know how to manage his money, be an adult and take care of himself, but I'm not rushing him out the door to pay or to pay my bills. I love that. I do think though, and this is my personal opinion, Jeff. I do think though that if a kid over 18 is staying at home that they should be paying something maybe a light bill 
maybe, you know, they should have some form of responsibility because then if they don't have any bills and they're having this money, they're more likely to either spend it if they don't know how to budget and save, right? Or we're kind of setting them up for failure thinking that, oh, you get to keep your whole check. Nah, playa, you don't. <laughs> so like, I feel like over the age of 18, maybe they they pay the light bill. Maybe they pay their cell phone, not because you're in dire need of them doing it. That's the difference. I feel like it's a difference of, I need you to pay the, the bills to help us survive versus, um, versus, hey, you're paying this bill so I can teach you how to be an adult. This is your now your responsibility. If you don't pay it, these are the consequences and show them like what it looks like, how to get into it, what you make them set up a password that you also know and, you know, check on it. Hey, you didn't pay the light bill. Oh, it's a late fee. You got to pay that. You know what I mean? Like having them be a little bit more responsible. I can be friendly with my children, but not friends. But see, my question is to the parents, right? This is my question when it comes to, I get, I get it. I get why parents are like, I'm, I'm, we cool, but I ain't your friend. I get, I get why, but why not? Why can't you be your child's friend where they come to you? They could tell you everything and you, they can have that line of communication, but still hold the standard of I'm still your parent. So there is a level of respect that needs to be there. I'm your friend, but I am your parent. I don't. I don't, I don't know why that can't, like, I feel like if you're, you're, you're friends with your kids, I don't think that everything goes out of the window with parenting and you, you hanging out with them, you let them smoke, you let them do, I don't think that that's, that's not health. That's very unhealthy. Right. But why can't we do both? And I'm just asking the parents because I don't know. Um, I'm asking the parents, why can't we do both? Why can't there be I'm your friend, so I'm going to be there for you. You can talk to me about anything. Um, you can ask me any questions you want, but then still have that line because I have friends, but don't mean they get to do and say whatever they want to me either. I'm your friend, but girl, you calm down. You know what I mean? <laughs> in Jesus name, you know, I don't let my friends do whatever they want to me and run me over and disrespect me. And I think that that might be a great way to show your child how to be a friend. Like, hey, when you have friends, you don't disrespect your friends. You don't talk crazy to your friends. You don't wall out with your friends. But us saying I'm not your friend puts you in a category of I can't go and talk to my mom or my dad about X, Y, and Z because they're not my friends. So let me go to my friends and talk to them. I'm just thinking, I'm just talking this out loud, right? So I think, I think, I think when I become a parent, I do want to be my child's friend, but I am still going to be their parent as well. Like I am your friend, baby, but at the same time, I'm still your parent. So we have a two-sided relationship. When it comes to your friends, those are just your friends. But I'm going to also teach you in our relationship how to be a friend. Does that make sense? Let me know in the comments what y'all think about that. I know we a little over time, but let's see. The uh, Miss Linda says, I think a lot of the thought process comes from single parents and not having that second adult voice to advocate and to help groom them into responsible adults. Ooh, it does suck. I don't, ooh, I, I pray to God. I do not want to be a single parent. And I commend all the single parents. And I'm not talking down. I just know how much work it is. It's so much work. I couldn't even fathom. My sister, oh, my sister's a saint. I don't know where she gets her energy from. Um, the friendship 
with them will come later in life. Okay. The likes on Brittany, I don't see you in the comments. Huh? Y'all make sure you guys like the video. Sydney says, my in my opinion, what you're talking about is just good parenting. <laughs> You might be right, Sydney. I don't know. You might be right. I don't know. Oh, you said you see the likes, but no, not the comments. Oh, you got to go to the live. There's a live uh, stream button, Shirley. I don't know why you can't see the comments. I didn't I didn't push anything. Um, Shirley says, yes, it makes sense. And I agree. And then such a lady says, yes, that makes sense. Sydney was like, girl, you just want to be a good parent. <laughs> The Happy Housewife says, a line of communication doesn't equal friendship. I'm a mother first, and my job is to direct, teach, love, and nurture. Uh, God willing, we will blossom into that. I, I, see, I, I see your point. I'm, 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 I'm with you. I'm with you. But what's the difference? Because you could, I, I'm, because I'm, I'm just asking because I don't know. I'm not a parent, right? So I'm asking parents. My question is, this is great. Of course, you're supposed to be a mother first, right? You want to protect. You want to honor, you want to do everything in your right to make sure your child is safe. I feel the same way about some of my friends, though. I'm not going to put them in harm's way. I'm not going to disrespect them. They're not going to disrespect me. And I understand mothers, of course, your parenting comes first for sure. But I think this is why I say that. I think when we say it as black folks, because I don't hear no other race say this but us. We are the only race that says, I ain't. I ain't one of your little friends. I ain't your friend. I'm your mother boy, right? I I, I know that because you don't want your kids to get too relaxed, right? But at the same time, and I'm not saying at all that you should be kicking it with your kids unless they grown. You know what I mean? Like I do believe that there's a level of balance, but I see, I see my best friend do it and she was best friends with her, her daughter. But at, I mean, in, in the best friend, like, don't mean, I don't tell all my best friends, nothing. I mean, everything. You see what I mean? So I'm not saying that you tell your kids your business, like, oh, girl, Rodney came over last night. Like, no. So maybe that's where the, cause I still have boundaries with my friends. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not saying y'all are wrong. I'm just asking. Cause I'm, I'm very curious. Um, but I see what you mean, the happy housewife, for sure. Allowing your kids to pay bills is act of showing your child how to be responsible, not their responsibility in helping you pay your adult bills that they that they did not create. Just saying, no, that's a fact. I agree with this wholeheartedly, wholeheartedly. I tell some other folks, I was like, why are you responsible for that? That is not your, you didn't create those bills. Um, Vesser says, if your child can't come to you, then they will go to their peers. Peer influence is a huge these days. Absolutely. Um, Ross says, me and my daughter's relationship is very open. Okay. My daughter is very open with me. And I believe that's creating a true safe space. You have, I feel like you have to, because if, if not, they going to go to social media, they going to go to their friends and you know, them little girls, them little folks don't know nothing. <laughs> Staring your kids all up in the wrong direction. All right. I'm going to read a couple more comments and we're going to get out of here. Uh, Miss Shirley says, awesome channel. I haven't really enjoyed it and I will keep coming back. Elwa, I know I'm the oldest in the bunch, but I might 
can share some wisdom while I learn from you. No, I love it, Shirley. Thank you. And you're not the oldest, Miss Shirley. We got some, we got some seasoned, seasoned women up on this thing too. And y'all not even seasoned for real. Like y'all just older than me. That's it. Uh, Vester says, Brittany is right. You don't want them to be scared to come to you about anything or they will go to their peers. And see, I don't, I'm not saying I'm right, y'all, because I don't know. I don't, I don't have kids. So I don't know. I don't know. Um, I pay $5 to do and to let her know you have to work and nothing is free. <laughs> you pay to pay $5. That ain't even minimum wage. Kids shouldn't have to pay bills, but everybody's everybody's household is different. Child. I know people that are forced to now pay bills, which I don't think is fair. I don't think kids should have to pay bills. I think that after a certain age, it like, for instance, when I was like 15, 14, my grandmother made me pay. Um, well, she yeah, she made me pay the cable bill because I was the, I was the one who was consuming all the cable. If I wasn't there, she would have cut the cut it off. And she was like, you get your little child support check. So let me show you how to how to pay bills. So she would show me how to write a check. It was like a learning thing, but she made me pay the cable bill because she was like, this is, this is how you're going to learn. And also you're the only one that consumes this. So here, I'm going to show you how to pay. I didn't want to at first, but she showed me how to write a check. Now we don't have to write checks these days, but yeah. Um, Brittany kids get the relationship confused maturity and lack thereof lol we're on the chat and not a zoom oh but you know what I feel like you could just explain it to them y'all kids are kids but they're very smart and you can check your you could be like look okay you're crossing a line now I am your friend to a certain extent but I'm still your parent so you, there's a certain line you don't cross and you just set a boundary. I don't know. Um, see, look. Let's see. Uh, Happy Housewife says friendship requires a very intimate relationship and disclosure. It doesn't have to. It comes off as we're equals and we're not. Nope. Just as God is my father, we are not equal. There is a standard that is required of me. Exactly. But, and I'm challenging you, happy housewife, because I don't tell my friends everything. And there is a level of intimacy and disclosure. But just because I am doing something with your daddy don't mean I'm supposed to tell you. That's not what I'm talking about. But you want your children to tell you everything. You see what I mean? Like, I'm not saying that because we're, I'm your friend that I'm allowing you to do whatever you want to do. And I'm telling you everything in your ingrown folks business. No, like somebody else said, there's maturity and age that is taken into account, but I do feel, and again, I'm just, we're just chatting because you're going to keep being a great parent and I'm not a parent, but I do feel like there is uh, I feel like we don't have to say that in order to be friends with our kids. Like you could be friends with your children and still be a great parent and still have boundaries. I don't tell my friends everything. I have boundaries with my friends. I don't want them telling me everything. It's just like when a friend gets married, you're not going to know everything about their marriage. You're not going to have say so and insight into everything that they do. So that's my thing is just I feel like as black people, we are we are the ones who can hinder a great open conversation and relationship with our children because we're so like, I ain't your mama. I mean, I'm, I'm not your friend. And it's just like, well, if you're not my friend, I ain't going to tell you nothing. You see what I mean? Like that energy, 
that energy of I'm not your, I'm not, because we, the only reason why we say it is because our parents said it to us. Let's keep it above. The only reason why we reiterate those words is because it was said to us. That's the only reason why we do it. If that was never said to us, we could still go around and be cordial, great, communicative parents and a parent. So I feel like we should get the spirit of it out of the of the breaking of the the barrier, because that's why I didn't go to my parents for nothing. I wasn't a friend either. I'm just thinking about it from a child's perspective that if I keep hearing my mom is not my friend when I need a friend, I'm not going to my mom. Does that make sense? That's that's the only thing that I'm talking about. I'm not talking about you. Of course, y'all are grown. Y'all are going to definitely set the parameters of the boundaries of your relationship with your children. Oh, y'all, it's not almost 930. Got to get out of here. But you're going to set the boundaries and the parameters of the relationship, right? You're an adult. You're y'all are very wise and intelligent. You're going to know when your child crosses the line. You're going to know when you have to put them in check. You have to do that whether you're their friend or not. Whether you say I'm your friend or not, you got to check a child and all of that. So the spirit of I'm not your friend and that attitude that comes off and comes with that is going to make a child go, I really need a friend right now. I feel alone because I have no friends. But if we said, hey, I'm always your friend. I'm your mother too. I'm your parent first, but I'm always your friend. Then when they do feel alone, when they are bullied, when they are being sexually harassed, when they when things are bad or happening to them, they won't feel like they're alone. They'll feel like I do have a friend. I can go to my mom. I do have a friend. I can go to my dad. I'm not telling my kids I'm not your friend because I want them to know that no matter what, I'm here for them because you can say that you're here for them. But if you continuously tell your child, I am not your friend, I am not your friend, I am not your friend when they need a friend, they're not coming to you. That's why it's, it's just the mentality and the attitude behind it. Not what you not the boundaries you set, not the parameters that you set, not the responsibility you have, but the language and the mindset that we are implanting on our children when we tell them that we are not their friends, right? And not to say, to be disrespectful, not to say that respect goes out the window and all of that, but I'm not saying that they should treat you like they treat their home, their friend on the playground. No, but I just, I can see why a lot of kids just don't come to their parents. You know what I mean? Like your mom used to say it to you. So it's something that we just like reiterate, but only black people say that. We are the only race that I've ever heard because you Indians don't got to say that to have respect in their households. Asians don't have to say that to have respect in their households. You know who you could play with and who you can't, friend or not. <laughs> um, yeah, so y'all get it. Y'all get it. Y'all get it. Uh, happy Housewife says, I hear you, me and my son are friends now at 25. Every parent is different in ways sometimes is based on their child. And, and you got to know your child. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you have to have boundaries, but we have boundaries and friendships. I don't let my friends say whatever they want to me, do whatever they want. So I'm going to have boundaries, but all right, y'all. Yeah. We the only, we the only people that say that stuff. I ain't your friend. Don't play with me. We got to break, let's break generational curses and why we, we got the most dysfunctional children running around here now, not now, never mind. Cause they kids be shooting up and stuff, but you know what I mean? 
<laughs> All right, you guys. I love y'all. Have a beautiful, beautiful, blessed weekend. Thank y'all for rocking with me for 20 extra minutes in my shenanigans. Shout out to all the parents out there. I know how hard you guys work. Thank you guys for what you do, especially the ones that are implanting God into your children. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. God loves you for that. Well, like God loves us, period. But you know what I mean? Um, yes, I love it. Consider different language. Yeah. Thank you. I love that different language, right? I love you guys. You guys have a beautiful blessed week and I will see you guys on Monday. Um, <laughs> people give their dogs more benefit of the doubt than their kids. Yeah. I love you guys. Have a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful blessed day. And I will catch you guys on Monday. Bye y'all.